everyone, and welcome to another episode of Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm Adam Tarno, and I'm joined today by John McGee. John, how are we doing? Today, it's the old guy's turn. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so I, the last episode, you had all these youngins in here. All these kids. I came sh- into the studio, and there were fruit snack wrappers everywhere, and there were chocolate milk cartons all over the place. That's not, that's not that's true. Not but true. there were shoe brands I probably didn't recognize, and uh, it was way cooler, candidly, to be with them than to be with you. None taken. Yes. Uh, so the, our last episode was what young leaders wish older leaders knew. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of turning the table here. Uh, it's what older leaders wish younger leaders knew. And so we talked to thousands and thousands yes. of older leaders. Yes. Actually, it's been busy. I've been, I've been busy. Yeah. Actually, you and I just kind of developed a list of I stuff did. that we wish we knew when we were younger. Yes. And we kind of want to share. And so I, I would just say this at the top. Uh, a, I'd encourage you to listen to that last uh, episode if you hadn't. And I love the way Bree uh, closed it. But um, the, the posture here is is of, of help as a guide, not, you know, two angry men yelling no. at the kids to get off the lawn. It's, it's not that. It's just like, hey, could we, could we be helpful? And here's, you know, we could create a list of a thousand things, I'm sure. And we just, here's eight things that just yeah. kind of top of mind as we were thinking and, and just, you know, going back and forth. Like, th- this would be helpful. I, yeah. wish, I wish I knew this. And as we put the list together, here's what I'm really encouraged by is uh, this is really me repeating a lot of things that were said to me when I was in my early oh, 20s. Good. You know, uh, God has been kind to put older people into my life, really as far as I can remember, like, um, obviously, you know, parents, but I remember seventh grade was like my first mentor, my basketball coach, a guy named Garfield Lindo, who came into my life and my family's life. And God has just been so kind to just, there's always been these guys in my life that have been uh, pouring into me and helping me. And so some of this is really awesome to just know uh, I was able to hear some of it. And now that I'm a little bit older, then I I go, yeah, that really worked. It Uh, worked for me. And I know a lot of this as we were talking through, it worked for you. And so I think this will be helpful. Uh, And again, we're not, we're not angry old men. No. Uh, well, I mean, I'm kinda, not, but anyway, not. yes, yeah, yeah, you're not, I am. So, uh, collective age, we just added it up cause our executive producer is in here right now too, just to add credibility to what we're about to say, uh, Chris Hatley's in here. So the collective age between us, the three of us is 121 years. So you're getting 121 years for free of wisdom for free. You didn't even pay for it. You didn't. And Hatley is okay. very, very young. Yes. All right. Number one is this, uh, I'm going to just put out a phrase here and then John, you're going to unpack it. We'll talk about it. First thing it all connects. Right. What, what do you mean by that? How, what, what, are, what are we trying to say? There? Yeah. So I think in a way that if you are young, it, this will make no sense. And it's going to make complete sense 20 years from now. Yeah. There is no wasted experiences in God's economy. There no go. wasted relationships in God's economy. If you're young, let's say 25, you're all kinds of angsty right now. It's not happening fast enough. You're not in the right environment. You're not around the right people. You're not given the right opportunities. Like that's that's just how that's how that happens, right? You go yeah. to bed, you're just kind of angry every day. And what's going to happen is in 20 or 30 years, you're going to wake up one day. You're drinking a cup of coffee, and you're going to go, "Oh, mm. all of that yep. was for this one moment." Now, yep. I so bucked against that. I was so angry. I was so put out. I thought God had forgotten me. I thought I was done wrong. It, all those things, it, you know, you might have, you actually might have gotten slighted or wounded, all those kind of things. But somehow what happens is in a, in a way, uh, just a stroke of genius, God will take all of the things that you have experienced and it'll, it will um, set you up really, really well for the thing that you don't even know you're going to be doing yep. 20, 30 years from now. So if you 
believe that, it changes the way you experience today. Rather than being angry, you can take the posture of a learner. Rather than looking for the worst, you can look for the best. Rather than saying, um, you know, there's nothing to learn here, you really go, there's there's a thousand things I yep. can learn here. Even when I'm in the room, if I disagree, I, I, I begin to ask, what would a great leader do right now? If I was in charge, how would I handle that? Or they did, they did well, what do I need to learn? And so if you'll just have that posture and believe, like believe some old guys here, uh, it's, it's going to make you not waste the experiences that you're having right now. And it will connect them in a way. I think that will be really, really cool. It's you, your story. It's my story. It's everybody I know that's older and you need to take this one by faith. Yeah. And, uh, so I'll use two examples here. I'll use one from the Bible and one from pop culture. Uh, you can look to Joseph and see how God was always using what was happening to today to prepare him for tomorrow. That's our story. Everybody's story is that what what's, what you're experiencing today is not going to be a waste. You, you'll be able to use it tomorrow. It all does connect. That's the biblical example. Um, the pop culture one is everybody's life turns out like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> Which so, you're speaking to young leaders. They I have know, no, no idea. but they get it. They get it. They watch Friends and Seinfeld. So, and you know that what what the Seinfeld was known for was all these crazy plot lines that you didn't know how they were going to connect all coming together in a you know, is that a Titleist moment, right? In that one episode that was like the one that everybody remembers when George, you know, Kramer's hitting golf balls into the ocean and it gets into the blowhole of a whale and George is walking on the beach and he removes the, all of that, right? And so everybody's life just kind of connects like that. And so, yeah, if you are sincerely trying to be God's man or woman, uh, you can take a deep breath and know that it is nearly impossible to waste your life. So good. It's all going to connect and it's all going to be okay. So that, that'd be one thing that I think as, uh, as older leaders would be, we want to encourage younger leaders with that. So, uh, let's move on to the second one here. And uh, the second one would be, this is there is a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Yep. And I think this is, if there's one that maybe wasn't on the list when I was growing up, uh, or just when I graduated college, Uh, This is maybe one that was not on the list. So there's something very unique about young leaders right now. And what's unique about them is the era in which they grew up in, this information age. They are the smartest kids ever, right? The smartest people ever. And so they have so much information in their brain. They can ace tests way better than you and I can. They know so much more than you and I know, John, or what we learned when we were their age at that point. Uh, but just because they have an unbelievable amount of knowledge doesn't mean they also have wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is just one thing we'd like to encourage young leaders with is that there is a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is just knowing all the facts. Wisdom is kind of that knowledge applied, you know, just because you know or you've read a book or you've seen a YouTube video or you've listened to a podcast that talked about an issue and you know all the things about that issue that's still different than living and, yeah. and at a street level, being able to apply all of that knowledge in your relationships and uh, in the way that you're going to try to uh, battle temptation and the way that you're going to try to grow in your relationship with God, how you're going to lead other people. I just think there's a big difference between yeah, those two. That's right. And so like, like never before in the history of mankind, could you ever have been an expert on pick a topic, yeah. you know, by Friday? This is an amazing time to be alive. Yeah. You can learn like about 80% of what there is to learn on a topic in a week. It's amazing. It's incredible. But what you what you can't learn in a week is the nuance and wisdom uh, of life hmm. and seeing things happen not once, twice, three times, spotting the patterns. 
um, knowing how people react. It's the intangible, how do people react in certain situations and what makes people tick and um, what what happens if we take this route, you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now. You just can't possibly yeah. know. And, and so you can be smart, but just take by faith and believe us that you're not yet wise, which becomes freeing because now you're, you're taking a posture uh, of learning. But if you walk into something like healthy and good, you need to, you need to understand that there's things going on below the waterline that you don't know because you're not yet wise. So ask questions. Mm. What makes this place tick? Why is this healthy? Why do these people enjoy using their gifts here? Why is there no conflict here? You know, and, and conversely, um, if things are things are bad, ask those questions and you want to develop uh, wisdom when things go terribly wrong. Try to figure out why when things go really, really well. See if you can spot the patterns to do, yeah. do so again. Um, and so don't come with this crazy, um, you know, kind of prideful. I can I can explain this thing in four bullet points, you know, old man. Yeah. <laughs> um, you might be helpful. That might go. I, I read these, you know, because you can't because you can assimilate information so quickly. You know, I read 14 articles on this last night. I yeah. think they all say these four things. That's really helpful. Um, but to act like you know it, um, because if you've never lived it, never done it, never been there, never led, uh, it's really, I think, uh, youthful. Uh, you'll grow out of it. But but while you're there, uh, realize there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And uh, you can get you can get knowledge in a week. Uh, wisdom is going to grow over a lifetime. Yeah, even as you were saying that, I was trying to like parse out what is the difference there between knowledge and wisdom or having the facts but being able to then apply it on a street level. And you mentioned it with people and emotions. And there may be something there about that is just learning how emotional people are yeah. and how we're all reacting to things. That's hard to put in a book or a podcast or a YouTube video and go, here's how to handle this situation. And I think that may be where you just have to look for patterns and experience is how are people emotionally reacting to life? Yeah. So here's, here's an example of this. You um, watch someone lead through change that's done it well and mm. done it for a lifetime. Yeah. And watch the decisions that they make. Now you can read a book on change management and how to, you know, uh, make there look better than here and how to clarify it so they can repeat it and how you, you know, all those kind of things you can get that, but you watch someone who's done that and they intuitively know if I can get this person on my side, this goes really, really well. Yeah. I can tell you in the room who's going to have the hardest time. And, uh, if I don't, if I don't jump on that one, um, they're going to tank all of this. Mm. And, and I can tell you this person, they're willing, they're just scared. And so I need to, I need to assure this, uh, this person, they're just worried about themselves. And so I need to tell them they've still got a seat on the bus, like all, and they're stuff that can't be written in a book. And you wa you watch that. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about, even though they may never have read a book or not even know the technical terms that, you know, they, they've, they've done it and they're wise and you'll, you'll get there, but you're not there yet. I like it. All right. So it all connects. There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And so number three would be this, uh, your energy is a gift. John, you've got a great story, uh, here. Why don't you share yeah, that? Your energy, your passion, uh, young leaders is a gift. And this is, I think, you know, uh, the others on this list, I could have uh, written in some ways in my sleep. This one's new to me. Yeah. It's a new learning. Uh, a couple months ago, uh, a lot of the young leaders who were on the podcast uh, last time and some others were just cycling in and out of my office. And I, what I realized was, I mean, uh, during those, those days, I had a bit of a bounce in my step 
I was energetic. I'm praying big, bold prayers of, of faith and like something had changed. And so <laughs> what, you know, what I've learned to do is when, when I feel that way, I go, okay, well, how did that happen? Yeah. You what know, happened? What did I eat for breakfast? What did I, what was my workout? <laughs> what did I read? You know, what are my relationships like? All this kind of things, because I want to, I'd, I'd love to <laughs> gravitate more towards uh, that. And I realized the the only difference was I had been around you know, uh, I'll call them kids, and I don't mean it derogatory, they're just much younger than me. Uh, these young leaders who were so passionate and energetic, and it had rubbed off on me. Wow. It had rubbed off on me, and and I was like, you, these guys, they just just by walking in here and yeah. being who they were, they didn't, they didn't try to be someone they're not. They gave me a gift. Mm. And so if you're a young leader, you, you might not have the gift of wisdom. You might not have the gift uh, of, you know, kind of leading at, at large scales or whatever it is, but you have a gift of having the audacity to believe that God is who he says he is and he's worth giving your life to. And when you show up that way and don't, don't be weird and, you know, hyper emotional about it but just that posture is a gift because everybody wants to believe that yep. and everyone does they just need to be reminded of it and you can you can actually give that gift to older leaders that's new for me um but i want to be around younger people for a lot of reasons but that's one of them like i want i want to uh have the the youthful energy passion belief um that a lot of those guys have and uh they gave that to me as a gift and in, in many ways taught me so yeah. you you can uh, you can give that gift uh, did you go buy some cool sneakers after that like how far did this energy take you <laughs> so we're sitting here true uh, see, that that did not rub off um, no. <laughs> so I, uh, i'm uh, wearing hokas because i'm an old man yeah uh, right i now. bought a pair of those recently and i felt like so old when i bought them and jackie was like very kind to remind me she goes oh no all the young kids are wearing them now so i don't know if she oh, lied to me or did hokas be become i'm looking at chris be has Ho have hokas become cool for kids or for the younger now he no, doesn't know. there okay. there is a certain segment um i won't parse it out I, i've got a theory on which younger people wear it but it's, uh, it's too long here but mostly i think it's our demographic that's just making I think those you're things right. yeah i disappear think you're off right. the okay yep. so you're wearing hokas all right so your energy as a gift is number three here's number four uh, right now, this season, when you're a young leader, you are digging your well. Yeah. What do you mean by that? So there is things that, um, yeah, you're digging a well that, that you're going to draw from for the rest of your life. That's I, think right. that's yeah. the way, I think that's the way you say it, Adam, which is so good. Uh, so what's happening is you're developing a life message, messages, and most people as I've gotten older, I've realized oh, there's only a few things that you're really proficient in, uh, that you're good at talking about, that you can help others with. Not everything, it, that's right. it's just a few things. And you're actually developing that right now. Yeah. But the problem is you probably can't see that, but you just need to, to know that's the case. So uh, an example, I'd, I'd love to hear some of your examples, but for me, um, if you know my story, I was you know <laughs> given the, the gift of uh, leading the marriage ministry here at, at Watermark, which I didn't, I didn't want the you gift. You didn't it want didn't, it. didn't yeah. feel like a gift. Uh, so congratulations, you're in charge of this. And, um, you know, and so one of the things Pam and I did was just started teaching this communication class. And we taught it over and over, I mean, to where I could, I didn't have to look at any notes and I'm just like, I, I know the deal, like pause, cause I'm gonna tell a joke, they'll laugh, wait, wait till they're done, like I got to that level. <laughs> and I, I didn't, it's, it's so obvious now, I didn't understand then, that was part of kind of my life message. Yeah, It's one of the things I'm really, really passionate about is how couples relate to each other. What are good uh, kind of God honoring skills? Um, if you'll just understand a few concepts, how that can be really helpful. I just thought I was, you know, teaching this class that yeah. I had to keep teaching that I didn't even wasn't even really passionate about, and I was developing my life message. So, uh, 
look for opportunities like that. Look, give the same message as many times as you can. See, see what resonates. See what, what sticks. If you're passionate about a topic, don't read one book. Read four. Mm. And just keep honing, honing, honing that message. And it is a well. It's a well. That it's hard to dig. It's hard yeah. to dig a well. But, man, you can just keep going back. The work is done at that point. And you go back to it and you leverage it over and over and over again. And if you're young, you're in the digging stage. And just realize that. Yeah, I think we've talked about this, especially in the church world, that every pastor out there really only has seven messages that they repeat over and over again. <laughs> yeah. And I think what you're really proving that point there that we've got six or seven things where we can add a lot of value. Uh, we may know uh, a little bit about some other things, but really it boils down to you probably got about six or seven things. And so uh, start digging that well now. I, what I did back in, in that season of my life when I was a young leader, and even to a certain extent today, this is what I do, is I just try to tap into curiosity and I just let my curiosity take me wherever it was going to take me when it came to knowledge and learning. And so... If there was a podcast that doesn't interest me, I just, I don't listen to it. If there was a book that, you know, the, oh, you must read this book. I, no, it's just not, I'm just not curious in that right now. I'm not going to waste my time Good. reading that because it just becomes this, this long-term motivation game. And I'm just, I'm just going to follow what I'm curious with. And yeah. so, uh, so that started my twenties, you know, I'm, I'm reading books like, you know, built to last and 21 irrefutable laws of leadership and read a couple of those. I'm like, I'm really curious about this and just go read more yeah. on it. And then it would maybe switch over here and then switch over here. So, but I, I have experienced the exact same thing. You're digging a well that you're going to draw from. And I'll tell you now, um, you know, if, if what I'm doing in my work now, if I'm putting together messages, it's amazing. You're really just going back to a database of things. It's 100%. very rarely are you introducing new ideas and um, it may be new ways of talking about old ideas, but you're just going back to your database yeah. and, um, and that, that is there. And so follow your curiosity now and just know, again, like we talked about with it all connects, you're not wasting your time. Yeah. You're not wasting your life. God's going to use this. Yeah. And, uh, and this have is a good, yeah, just as a, you know, as a, as a bonus tip, have a really good filing system. What I'm not even going to recommend one. Um, but when you write something, you know, um, capture it. When you read something, capture it. When you, um, speak on something, capture it, write what you would do better, differently, all those things. And don't lose that. Yeah. I just, well, there were some things in my twenties that, uh, I studied, taught on, thought about and just left. And I, if I could go back there, there's some real, real gold. Uh, don't make that mistake. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So we have got that it all connects the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Your energy is a gift right now is a time when you are digging your well. Uh, here's number five, old people want to help. Yeah. Right. So what do you mean by that, John? I think well, that's, it's simple, but there's something profound. So here's that. what ha Here's the narrative that you'll hear so often from younger people. I mean, these guys are trying to keep me down. Yeah. They're trying to keep me out of the, the room, uh, where it happens. And they're trying to, uh, you know, um, just get free, cheap labor. They don't want to give me mine, all that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, you, you've heard it. The reason I, you know, those things roll off my tongue is probably cause I said that when I was right. uh, younger. Right. So as, as I've gotten older, I just, I think I reject that mm. and I don't meet anybody our age who's like they wake up in the morning and they're conspiring to keep the young kids down. Mm -mm. It really, in fact, the opposite. Now, what becomes difficult is sometimes there's a brashness. Um, there is a entitlement um, that, that happens. Uh, that would be a, a pro tip. Um, if you want to be helped, 
be grateful for anything that you have. I can't remember if I've shared this story on the podcast, but I took uh, a van load of uh, our residents and fellows uh, on a road trip, spent a whole day with them. And uh, we had a, had a great time. And I, th- I think it was a, a valuable time. I, I had a lot of fun. I think that added some value. Uh, came back and I think it was uh, four, four of them wrote me a thank you note. Hmm. So Pam and I are going to go, um, we're, we're going out of town to kind of do a ministry event. And, uh, you know, she's like, we're just going to bring some people with them, invest in them. Well, who, who do you think I invited? The note writers. Those note writers. Yeah. I went into my drawer. I pulled out that person, that person, that person, uh, emailed and say, hey, Pam and I are going. We'd love, we'd love to have uh, some time with you. Uh, do you want to come? So other, other guys were great, but who did I choose to invest in? Yeah. So be grateful. Um, believe then that people do want to, to help you. Don't believe the lie they're trying to keep you down. And then ask, is there something about you know the way I present, the way I relate? Am I grateful? Am I respectful? Um, do, am I helpful? Um, and, and work on that. And then you know, I'm sure you're going to re. Uh, I'm sure you're going to run into some angry old guys who you know are mean and say mean things and don't try to help. I'm sure that's going to be the case, but you need to walk into relationships with those who are older and believing that, that somebody here really does want to help me. And if I do so in a respectful God honoring way, I bet you they would actually love uh, to help me. And they, and most people actually feel really good about themselves when they can. So you just need to know you're actually doing them a favor by allowing them to do you a favor. If you can have that kind of posture, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Yeah. You, as much as anybody I know, um, somehow attract people uh, that want to help you. Yeah. Do you do you know what it is about you that, like, wh- what do you put off that people pick up on? Do you? Like, what are, what you, are, you are you? Are you like? I mean, on? I don't know if you've got like this like Jedi mind trick. Um, do you do you know why? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. And I thought you and I had talked about this before. And I think there is. Um, the posture of learning okay. uh, that of, hey, we, I have some questions. Will you help me with this? Yeah. And, oh, that's good. And I'm writing things down and and I'm letting them know how valuable what they're saying is to me. And if I turn the tables, if like if, if our friend Chris calls me up tomorrow and says, hey, I want to pick your brain on something. And then uh, he asks me questions and I give him answers and he's like, that's amazing and that's helpful. And then he writes a note or sends an email. I'm going to be like. Anytime, friend, anytime you want to come and ask me a question, uh, I'll be there for you. I I think that's true regardless of gender. That might be a mansplaining thing. I don't know. You know, that might be just that guys like to talk and like to sound like we've got it all figured out and like to share wisdom. I I don't think that's the case. I mean, I think this is this is a human thing, not just a guy thing. But uh, but I think some of that plays in okay. plays into that. Uh, that, is, that is a pro tip. I mean, believe that they want to help you. And then, but but when they do, you know. Uh, when they do help, follow up you know, yeah. with a thank you note. And then if they you know, say, read this book or whatever, like buy it and, and say, man, I just bought this. I'm so looking forward to reading this or send them a note. And somehow I read that you know, chapter three was incredibly helpful. Yeah. You better believe that person yeah. will do all they can. That's uh, so, good. So good. Okay. So we have got that it all connects difference between knowledge and wisdom. Your energy is a gift. You're digging your well right now that you're going to draw from for the rest of your life. Uh, they want to help. So ask them questions. That would be number five. And I like what you said there, John, that, uh, older leaders are not waking up every day to conspire against you to go, how can I keep you down? However, and this leads into number six, some of them may be wondering, do you actually want to be here? Okay. And so, uh, are you, are you, uh, do you like this organization? Do you like this job? Do you like being a part of this team? 
And so number six would be this, and let's talk about bosses here for a second or leaders or older leaders, because for most of our young uh, listeners right now, the older leader in their life is their boss, right? And so a boss does want to know, are you all in? (laughs) Are you committed? And so the more you can show you're all in, the better things are going to go. Yeah. So we did a whole episode on how to to, uh, be all in and lots of older leaders pass that on to uh, younger leaders. Like, (laughs) oh man, this has been so helpful. I've been trying to say this stuff. So you can go back and listen to that. So what is it that older leaders are talking about a lot of times when they get together? It's it's that right there. Yeah. It's, uh, you know what? If they're, if I'm paying them, I'm giving them a paycheck and they're, I mean, they're showing up, but they're not really showing up. Yeah. And what's frustrating is they leave, you know, right at five o'clock. I mean, they are, they literally, the, the tires screech on the parking, you know, in the parking lot on the way out. And then what I see is Instagram posts that, that are well-crafted that took <laughs> four hours to put together that post at 2 a.m. Yep. And I see, you know, 25 pictures of their you know, uh, cookie baking side hustle. And uh, these people have passion and they've got energy and creativity. I just don't see it uh, when I'm with them. And why is that? And yeah. that's frustrating to me because yeah. that feels like the first place that you should show up. That's what the you know, the whole people say. And uh, and I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. And everybody's trying to build their own platform, their own thing. And, um, and you know what? You need to contribute to whatever it is that you're a part of, like it is, like it was your idea. That's what you, that's one of the things you need to be doing right now. That's one of the biggest frustrations I hear from older leaders. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, uh, I'm seeing that as well in, in my business now that this, this simmering frustration that a lot of bosses have with people on their team. And you're, and when you try to go, well, what is it? What, you know, why are you so frustrated? I'll, I'll get a lot of different phrases, but the most common is I just don't even know if they care. Right. And so this is not a leader that's trying to keep anybody down. This is a leader that is trying to to get something done Mm -hmm. and to move somewhere and let's go together. And I just want to know that you're all in. So anything that you can do, which would go back to the energy piece, you know, again, there is it's like bringing that energy, uh, bringing that positivity. That is a great way to show I'm not just willing to be here. I actually want to be here. And this is this is a lot of fun for me. And this is this is uh I know how this all connects, right? Yeah. And I understand that what's going on right now, God's using this. And so I'm all in. Yeah. And it's prideful to somehow kind of fold your arms and go, you know what? I'm smarter than all you guys, so I'm not going to work hard. Yeah. I'm not going to contribute. It's prideful. And uh, and that's everyone who's young is prideful. And the issue is to what degree. And you need to work on that. Yeah. Be, be all in wherever you are. All right. Number seven would be this. And I, this is maybe my favorite one that we have phrased. Learn to take a punch. <laughs> now we're not advocating for violence here, but uh, but metaphorically, you got to learn how to take a punch. So, uh, talk about that one because I think this is huge. Yeah, I think we're talking about emotional resiliency. Yep. And life is hard, and a lot of times what happens is people take you know a setback, something like that, and they they just crumble. They just fold. Yep. So I'll tell you a story. Um, I, I don't think I've shared this uh, here on the podcast, but my. Um, my wife's dad, my, my father-in-law, he's, he's passed now. But when he was uh, young, as a, in his teens, uh, his family had an airplane, and so he's flying it, comes out kind of into like a muddy uh, runway and crashes it. Wow. Crashes the plane. I mean, I don't have a, a plane crash story, but I mean, that, no. how, just to say that, you know, and he's, he's, he walked away from it. So his dad is genius. The very next day, he put him in a plane and told him to go fly. Yep. He was not going to let it get in his head. He was not going to let him be paralyzed by fear. He was not going to let him say, you know what? I should never fly again because I crashed a plane. 
you know, he told him to get his tail back up in the air yep. like tomorrow. Yep. And that is a great metaphor. I think when you take a punch, when someone tells you no, when it doesn't roll your way, when you fail, you get back in that airplane tomorrow. Mm. You don't you don't let it set. And I think that would be a really good metaphor. I crashed. Yep. You know what I'm doing tomorrow? I'm going to fly. I'm going to fly again. I'm going to fly again. So that would be that would be kind of what that looks like. I think also um, um, watching kind of globally the way young leaders handle um, setbacks, crisis, hard times. Uh, and there's these two diverging uh, responses. One is uh, a hyper emotional response. It's critical. You take shots at whoever made the call. It didn't roll your way. Uh, and it is a... a um, it is a critical eye. It is a looking for that which was wrong or there was a failure. Contrasted with someone who is level-headed, they didn't, they, they don't fire off crazy emails or blog posts or Instagram stories or you know re go go reply to all kinds of stuff. Rather than thinking that uh, this is the beginning of the end, there there's a belief that hey, this is going to work out. And rather than taking shots. They say, how can I help? I want to be part of the solution. Yeah. What, what would that uh, look like? And that person, um, the second person distinguishes themselves. And um, that is another way kind of a, to have emotional resiliency in that moment is to uh, believe that God's in control, keep your sanity and help others do the same and be solution oriented. Um, so rather than amplifying stress, be a stress de-amplifier. I love it. And uh, that, that you will distinguish yourself if you can learn to do that as, as a young person. Yeah, I mean, there is something to be said of just getting up after you've been punched in the yeah. face. And so maybe if you are gonna, uh, at work, if you're gonna go talk to an older leader and maybe get, they end up giving you some feedback and it's hard, it, it's, it's not the end of the world. Maybe if you are in a difficult situation where you're working under a difficult leader or at your church, something's going on and you're, uh, you're not getting along well with a volunteer team or something like that. Like the, none of these are the end of the world and learning how to just let a little bit of time go on just because there's one conflict doesn't mean run just because you've had a bad day. Doesn't mean it's a terrible job just because, uh, there's been a few of these things. That's okay. Like learning resilience, there's something to that. And that is something that is very difficult to take away from you once it's a part of your character. Yeah. And, uh, and it's definitely something that I think you and I both would say, Hey, that, that was lessons that we're glad that we learned Yeah. that, that not right. everything went awesome. Yes. And, um, some of those really bad days, I'm grateful for them. That and, they were yeah. Helpful. And I just, I, I grieve some of the ways I reacted emotionally yeah. you know, to some of those things that didn't go well. It was yeah. just, it was just youthful and it was, uh, detrimental to those around me, you know? And I just like, Oh, I can't believe I did that. Yep. And, um, so, and you will. Just learn from them. Don't repeat the mistakes. Yeah. All right. So th those are those are seven, and I know we've got an eighth, and we're going to let the eighth be the bonus one here. But let's go through this one more time. It all connects. There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Your energy is a gift. You're digging your well that you're going to draw from. Uh, older leaders want to know how they can help you. Uh, bosses want to know that you're all in, and you need to learn how to take a punch. And so that's a great list of seven things from older leaders. Again, 121 years of collective <laughs> wisdom in this room right now. Just just take a moment and think about that. And so, John, just for final thoughts, you're going to yeah. throw in a bonus. There's an eighth item. Uh, so why don't you close this? So down this with is that. for young leaders, old leaders, but especially those who are young. Like here, here's I think one of the things we'd want you to know: your life is not your own. Mm. 
And there's such a focus on self. There's such a quest for self-actualization to grow uh, all of your followers, to be well thought of, um, to kind of get yours and on and on and on, which is so unchristian because our theology said that God created us for his glory, not, not our own. And so our lives are supposed to be lived in worship to God. And he gave us gifts um, not so that we could develop them and start a YouTube channel to show off our gifts, <laughs> right? But to build up the body. God gave you experiences. He gave you wirings. He gave you relationships so that you would be a blessing to others. And you need to see your life uh, ultimately as a quest uh, in, in worship and service to other people. And when you do so, you'll actually be way happier than the person with a whole bunch of uh, followers and, you know, um, you know, airbrushing themselves into exotic places all over uh, the world. Like you're going to have a blast, a life of service, a life of worship. Your, your life is not your own. Get a death grip on that, uh, set your course and go all out. And then when you are old, even if you can imagine older than you and I, uh, you're going to look back and go, man, that was a great run. I'm so glad I chose that path. Just remember, your life is not your own. You get a death grip on that uh, as a young person, and uh, it will go well for you. John, I like that. And here, here's what it made me think of. It made me think of Romans 14, uh, 7 and 8. And one of those older leaders that has poured into my life, our friend uh, Ethan Pope, oh, he man. and his wife. What a hero. They have got this passage inscribed in their wedding rings, in their wedding bands. Huh. And, and he showed this to me and I was just like, that is amazing. And it really supports exactly what you just said. He says this, for none of us lives for ourselves alone and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Amen. I love it. It's a great way to close. John, great conversation. I think this is going to be a very helpful list. Uh, If you guys have any questions or comments on today's episode or topics you'd like for us to consider for future episodes, please feel free to send us an email. We can be reached at clp at watermark.org. That's all we got for today. We'll talk to you again next time.